All right. Now that we're 19 minutes in, let's record an actual episode, I suppose. You suppose? I suppose he's right this time? What? <laughs> Remember that psych episode? <laughs> what? <laughs> the chief is talking to, like, Lassiter and Shauna Gus, and she goes, I suppose our head detective's right this time. <laughs> and they continue on and then Lester goes I suppose he's right this time um, amazing <laughs> I haven't seen Psych in a long time man. <sighs> also we kind of give up on that bit where we pair these up with Psych episodes <gasps> you're right that's okay this uh, one is the one with the prisoner boat one yeah on the boat it's true <laughs> they do they do almost sink a boat there's also an X-Files episode where they sink a boat mm. Um, and at the beginning of, we're not even on the boat episode, that's the second episode. We'll get there. You know what? Sorry, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) This is a podcast without a cool acronym. Uh, and, you know, uh, we are going to record a podcast about Phineas and Ferb. Um, We sure are. (laughs) We finally are recording some regular episodes. We had... Two weird weeks in a row, but now yeah. we're back. We're back in the in the okay. swing of things. We're back good too. These ones, these ones we slap are. for sure. This is like a Balji double feature. Oh yes. I realize the first one isn't really about Balji, but in my heart, but isn't it? It's about him, right? The most interesting thing that happens is about him. And he's and there's the a only separate thing I ever episode that's basically a horror movie, which is what he lives through in in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay. Okay. We're ready. Let's freaking let's freaking do it. Um, we're gonna start with episode two thirteen a, hide and seek. Mm-hmm. A little on the nose, but okay. I know. I was like, I feel like they could have put one more second into that, but that's. I okay. think it's a very uh, clear reference to the famous Imogen Heap song. Uh huh. You know that sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the what you say song. <laughs> Which is perfect because that's the song that should be playing when Balji bursts out of a fly carcass. Okay. No? You don't agree? Uh... <laughs> Do you know what song I'm talking about? I only know the mm, what you say part, so... Yeah. But I that's believe... The, that's yeah. the relevant part. No, I... Yeah. Do you understand I'll... it as a cultural reference? Yes. Am I just <laughs> talking into the... Okay. Anyway, sometimes you're just silent and I'm like, did her mic go I'm out? I'm just thinking about it. Are my jokes not funny enough Your for you? Your jokes are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't believe you. Okay, okay. well. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay, we're talking about hide and seek. Mm-hmm. We are going to begin talking about it. I don't know why I can't get my brain to work today. It's just, <laughs> listen, it's 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. Uh, okay, it's monsoon season in Danville. It's, it's yeah. raining heavily oh gosh (laughs) never has it rained so much in a place um (laughs) linda is they're all in the living room linda's in the living room she looks great she's in a bright yellow raincoat on top of her mustard yellow sweater we stand a fashion icon yeah we do she goes i'll be over at vivian's house for a few hours i was like doing what (laughs) (laughs) vivian in case you had to look it up like i did is Isabella's mom, right? Yeah, Vivian Garcia Shapiro. Shapiro. I don't know why I forgot her first name was Vivian. It's fine. Also, all of her friends have like fun names. Vivian. Oh, I know. Charlene. Yeah. (laughs) It's like okay. Amazing. Uh, it's great. So she's going over to Vivian's house. That's all she says, and then she's like, "Okay, bye." (laughs) She just leaves twelve children alone in their house because we realize we find out that 
all of their friends are also there. They're all just sitting yeah. on the floor of the living room. Yeah. She's like, have fun. Uh, and Buford is like, we can't have fun. It's raining. I was like, okay. Yeah. Buford is a real anti-rain energy. I don't Listen, know if he's like afraid of water, but. I mean, I don't know either. But um, he, I'm kind of on Buford's side for most of this episode. He does right, start out a little negative. You're right. Anyway, uh, Isabella's like, we could talk about our feelings. <laughs> and I was like, what are you trying to do? I, yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm all for emotional intelligence, but this doesn't really seem like the crowd for that. <laughs> like, also, like, we know which what? feelings Isabella wants to talk about, and yeah. she's failed to bring them up for a full calendar year at this point. So it's like, I don't know what to it say. Was Send just a text, Isabella. Very loaded. And it, it was a lot. It's like, I don't know, were you ever at like a sleepover and someone's like, let's play truth or dare? And you're like, pass. Because yeah. I don't want to answer whatever questions you have. I know, right? Because I know you have something planned and I don't, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, correct. Isabella had a sleepover would be kind of a lot. Okay. Oh, I would Sorry. Never. Just, uh, just thinking out loud. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So Isabella's like, we can talk about our feelings. Uh, Belgeet is like, or wait, Buford is like hard pass, uh, and then Belgeet is like, I, I would, I would be down to talk about my feelings, and Buford <laughs> punches him really hard. That's because Buford needs a therapist. Yeah, they all need I mean, therapists. I mean, Belgeet really needs one because he's like, I would love to talk to anyone about yeah. my feelings, please. Oh, exactly. I have so much bottled up inside Poor my tiny Belgeet. body. Uh, anyway, Buford punches him, and he goes, how do you feel now? And Buford goes, in, or Belgie goes, in, in pain. Yeah. Uh, rough, but fun. Uh, and then, off screen, a terrifying, annoying voice goes, how gosh. about a game of hide and seek? Uh, and Phineas, <laughs> not as alarmed as he should be, goes, who said that? <laughs> and I was like, first of all, we pan over to Irving. Yeah. Have we met Irving before? No, this is the first time. Okay. I think he's been like in the background before. Yeah, that's, this is the yeah, first time possible. we've heard him speak. It's Correct. the worst thing that's ever happened. Okay. <laughs> Just the amount of un asked questions oh. is so disturbing. Everyone it gets just worse. takes Irving fully in stride, <gasps> except for Buford, which is why I'm like, okay. On good. Buford's side, yeah. Yeah. Um it's Irving. He's like this old yeah. this nerd kid. He's just sitting on the couch. He's four feet from Isabella. Yeah. And I was like, is Isabella not running any kind of security checks in and out of this house? Because right? what the heck? Also, why? They don't even know him. Like, I thought it was like, yeah. who said that? And then they're like, oh, it's Irving, a kid we've met a couple times. No. No? <laughs> they no. don't know him. Because Phineas goes, who are you? Yeah. And I was like. Terrifying. <laughs> That's not the first sentence. The first sentence is, get out of my house. Yeah. And it only gets worse. It escalates oh from here. Gosh. They don't know him. They're not alarmed no. enough. Irving introduces himself. He's like, I'm Irving. I'm your biggest fan. And I was like, he's a serial killer and you should call the police. <laughs> oh, like, that's a good fit, but the police are on their, their way. way. <laughs> and they're like, how long have you been here? And he goes, several hours. <laughs> he says that. And I was like, what time is it? Did you get here at 6 a.m.? Yeah, he goes, my horoscope says I'm a background, background type. type. And I was like, that's a little bit funny, but you're still a murderer. Absolutely. Definitely. Then he whips out a scrapbook oh my that he has with photos of all of them in it. Again, no one 
has no questions detained him no nope. no follow-up questions uh the one follow-up question phineas asks is is that a lock of ferb's hair doesn't yeah. get answered they don't ask again yeah uh anyway that entire interaction happens and no one is as worried as they should be yeah yikes the fact that these kids haven't gotten kidnapped by like an actual criminal bonkers like they're all just so credulous they're just like yeah (laughs) obviously no one would ever hurt us this scrapbook is a normal hobby for someone (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh someone i think uh buford maybe goes Mm -hmm. uh isn't the house too small to play hide and seek because that was what irving suggested nine things ago that was the only normal thing he said yeah and ferb goes maybe the house isn't too small maybe we're too big and i was like okay And Phineas goes, he's right. And I was like, is he? Is he? Listen, I respect fur, but. <laughs> but, um, and he's like, hang on, we'll just make a shrinking machine from that yeah. time we made a, a different shrinking machine. Irving is just sort of like crapping all over the fourth wall because he's being like, Phineas is like, oh, I know what we're going to do today. And he's like, oh my gosh, you said the catchphrase. Yeah. And he's like, can I say where's Perry? Uh, he continues to be insufferable. I can't even, I can't even talk it's about fair. him for that long. Um, if you like Irving, do not shout out in the comments. I hate <laughs> him so much. Um, Listen, I think he gets better later, but for sure at the beginning, it's it's rough. Does he? I feel like he stays. I guess I, we'll see. We'll you know, see. Tune All in right. All right. next time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, there's like one person out there who loves Irving more than any other character. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, okay. So anyway, they do that bit. Yeah. Perry is in his lair receiving a briefing, which is. No, no messing around. Nope. Also, shout out to Doofenshmirtz's amazing profile pic. We oh my gosh, see it. I know. It's so good. Um, Monogram is like, we've received some disturbing calls from Doofenshmirtz, and it's just Doofenshmirtz okay. on his voicemail trying to get a hold of him. Yeah. And I was like, okay, first of all, Doofenshmirtz has Monogram's home number. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, not surprising, but is insane. <laughs> He leaves a message that's like, I'm being evil and I need Perry the Platypus to come over and stop me. And I was like, just say you're lonely. And Okay. Also, you cannot convince me that this is not how they get their briefing every other day as well. For sure. Like, Doofenshmirtz is the one communicating with them. Yeah. Yeah, I went to some, you know, meat stores today or like, I'm buying up a bunch of this. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's it. Because we also learn later on after this message, he's like, all right, Perry, that's it. Go, you know, do your thing. Mm -hmm. And then while Monogram's finishing the briefing, Doof like leaves another message on the answering machine. Like he's actively just still leaving messages. And he goes, you know what? I'm just going to call your cell phone. And I was like, he has your cell phone. (laughs) Can you imagine (sighs) Doofenshmirtz texting Monogram just all hours of the night and day? Oh my gosh incredible amazing um yeah you know you know that post about if edward cullen was able to text he would just send texts all day that were like saw a snail today (laughs) that is a hundred percent what doofage birds would text like he would just be like doing something evil blew myself up again (laughs) yeah going to dance class um okay so yeah, that's that's this whole thing. Barry leaves to do his mission. 
Uh, the boys have finished their shrinking machine, which apparently just works by just touching the top of it. I was like, there seems like there should be more buttons. Yeah. For that. No kidding. There should be like a beam or like something else. Should you? It shouldn't just be on contact. You immediately right? shrink. Bad Whatever. Design. Bad design. Also, does it like only work on living things? Like, does it? What if it touches like something like a house or something? Whatever. Doesn't. Yeah. That's no no point in questioning that. Isabella like cannot stop saying obvious things. She's like, "We're so tiny. The coffee table is so big." And I was yeah. like, "Babe, we get it. You shrunk the kids. Okay, they're doing a bunch of bits." <laughs> Belgian is like, "Take a picture of me next to this dust bunny," and it's yeah. an actual a little bunny made of dust. It's pretty fun. Uh, all of this leads into a delightful song called "When You're Small." Okay, I do love this song. Maybe not top ten, but top twenty for sure. It's it's a pretty good song. It's it's fine. I like it. The song itself is really oh. sugarcoating what a nightmare it would be to be oh, this fair. small. Yeah, that's true. Like at one point, they're jumping on a kitchen sponge, and I was like, absolutely not. You guys all have Ebola now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In no universe would I jump on a giant kitchen sponge. Also, there's a point where... Buford just recklessly shoves them all off a very high shelf in a paper airplane. And I was like, you guys don't know that that's going to work. They just fly yeah. down the hall and I'm like, do you just crash into a wall at the end of that? <laughs> What's happening? I, I realize it's a montage or whatever. Yeah. And maybe all these things didn't happen in real life. Yeah. Uh, what does happen in real life is at the end of the montage, they're all sitting in a bowl of hot water like it's a okay. hot tub. And they're all wearing swimsuits. And I was like, first of all, <laughs> how did you guys at two inches tall get that bowl down, fill it with water, heat it up? And all of that aside, how did you get into swimsuits? Were you all wearing them under your clothing already? <laughs> did you I unshrink so. and then everybody went home and changed into a swimsuit and then came back and then you re-shrinked and we just didn't Why watch not? that part? I like it. Why not? Because it would have taken all day. Also, <laughs> jumping ahead. The next thing that yeah. happens is that Phineas in this in this plot is yeah. that Phineas is like, we can start that game of hide and seek now. And I was like, yeah, okay, that was yeah. the reason you shrunk down. Why was that not the first <laughs> thing you did? It's been seven hours. I did think that was funny. Anyway, uh, we, we cut back to Doofenshmirtz Evil, or not back. We cut to Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Yeah. Uh, Perry kicks the door clean down. Yeah. Just no <laughs> splinters or anything. Just <laughs> bam. I don't think the door was attached to the frame. I think I it was just sitting there. I don't think it ever there. is. <laughs> why why would it be? Why would Doofenshmirtz <laughs> like, be hinging <laughs> his door onto things? No one visits him except Perry, and Perry oh, always gosh. knocks the door down. Yeah. It would be funny if he just like painted a door on his wall. Does he do that bit at some point? Uh, he does it with a window. Oh, yeah, Perry the fake window. Yeah. But then Perry <laughs> does the fake Perry. Oh, my gosh. That so actually, funny. okay, I know we're talking about a different episode now, but that bit yeah. is extra funny because often Perry just smashes through the wall at the side of his building, yeah. so it's funny that it didn't work that time. <laughs> <laughs> like he only applied like window smashing power and it wasn't enough to get all the way through the wall oh anyway this time it works great perry kicks the door down yeah uh doof is uh holding a plastic bottle above he has like an industrial size trash can yeah. <laughs> labeled trash can and then also a recycling bin yeah just in the middle of his living room and he's holding a plastic bottle above the trash can no it's and a he glass goes, oh, I or a glass, glass bottle. i mean whatever it's recyclable yeah um, he goes, oh, you caught me putting recyclables in the regular trash bin. And I was like, first of all, how long was Doofenshmirtz standing there holding that bottle up like that, waiting for Perry to come <laughs> to the door? <laughs> yeah. 
because I choose to believe that it was ours. Like when he was making yeah. those phone calls, he was like, Perry could be here any second. <laughs> anyway, also in the closet behind him, there are six identical lab coats, which checks out also I a box labeled that. evil stuff and a pair of roller skates. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Amazing. Um, anyway, he's like, well, thanks, Perry, for stopping by. Uh, you've taught me a valuable lesson about environmentalism. Um, he says the absolutely incredible line, they will call me Verde and tell my tale in Greenland, <laughs> which I cannot believe I don't quote more in real life. I know, right? It's so good. So good. Uh, as Perry's walking out, so he's like shoving Perry out the door. He's like, you yeah. foiled me. You did it. Um, which like really begs the question, like this entire plan is so convoluted and yeah. silly, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, <laughs> I, I sort of get why he was like, Perry has to come and thwart me really fast and then I'll send him home. But yeah. I was also like, you could have done this kind of at any point. Like okay, Perry yeah. always goes home after his missions. Also, sure. you could have just... I don't actually know. I it's I was just like, all right, I have more thoughts about this plan later on. I um, the he what he does is he slips like a very obvious like little tracker something yeah. on Perry. It's like the size of like a drawbreaker. It's, it's very yeah. big. Um and then pushes him out the door. And that's all we see of that. My back at home. Sorry. What? My question is like, why <laughs> is stupid <laughs> Schmertz not I mean like it's a cartoon, but like he uh-huh. could just do whatever he wanted all the time. Like, after, what's to stop him from doing another plot after Perry leaves oh, every I know. day? Just his integrity as a evil scientist, I think. <laughs> Look, okay, of course, of course. he appreciates the rules of the game. They and all I, do. I get it. I get it. It's the same reason Perry shows Which, up for a briefing every yeah, day that absolutely. is absolutely unnecessary. Absolutely. You're Look, right. why do any of us go to <laughs> do work? anything. Um... That is a that is a great question. It's very it's like part of Doofenshmirtz's character that he is like technically yeah. evil, but in the most like lawful uh, way yeah. possible. Like he obeys a very strict set of rules that he cannot contemplate yeah. changing. Like we saw that in that regurgitator episode where he was True. like, "You're not doing it right." Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, back at home, the boys' house. Uh, Phineas is like, we can start that game of hide and seek now. And I was like, yeah, now that you've spent 20 hours doing visual gags with your mini selves. Um, there's like a Jurassic Park T-Rex. There's, okay, the number of soundtracks that they steal for this episode. Yeah. I guess maybe some of them aren't stealing because they're Disney properties. But I was like, mm. you guys ripped off like six movies. It's true. This. It's fun anyway they're like oh no the ground is like shaking and Valjean's like it's an earthquake and Phineas goes no it's Candace and I was like, <laughs> get rude I know <laughs> uh and then they're like everybody hide they're like Candace is it everybody hide and I was like somebody can't be it in hide and seek if they don't know right like they're not seeking it's the not game isn't hide like hide works. yeah as a mean prank yeah whatever Candace is on the phone with Stacy and she's like hyping her up about her bow She's like, it's your signature look. You have the bow, and I have. And she trails off, and I was like, what were you going to say? What do you have, Candace? What do you have besides a host of disorders that haven't been treated correctly? Oh, gosh. Uh, Anyway, so um, she stops because she sees the shrinking machine, and she's like, what is this? Because she's never learned a lesson before in her Uh, life. Yeah. Uh, And she picks it up, and she's getting ready to leave. And it's still pouring rain outside. So Balji is hiding on the umbrella stand and Candace picks up the umbrella that he's on and opens it and flings him into oblivion. Yeah, he's dead. He's 
dead. He's All in of a million his tiny bones are pulverized by the impact. What actually happens is that he gets stuck on a light fixture, like above their hallway or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Phineas is like, we got to get that trinker back. And I was like, maybe you should have left it in the middle of the floor for anyone to trip over. Genius. Yeah. Anyway. Not ideal. At this point, they have this little back and forth where Irving is like, I'm not worried. You guys always have a plan. And Phineas is like, <laughs> we don't have a plan. <laughs> and I was like, Irving, what made you think that Phineas has ever had a plan in his entire life? Like, right? apparently you've been observing them all summer. Did you think that he planned any yeah. of those things? Yeah. Maybe Ferb has a plan sometimes, but Phineas, yeah, absolutely no not. Uh, Baljeet is like, hey, uh, I'm up here and I'm going to die. Do you guys remember? <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah. And the AC comes on and is starting to, like, freeze him to death. Like, he turns blue immediately. <laughs> it's so cold. They have the most powerful AC of all time. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, Perry gets home from his very short mission and immediately mm-hmm. goes to bed. Uh, yeah. And I've never related to anything I, more. I know. Life. It's like, what? A king. We respect like, that a is exactly what I do man. when I get home from work. And if I had yeah. a job like Perry's, I would be like, yeah, I'm taking a little nap. Thank you so much. <laughs> anyway, the little tracker thing is still stuck to his back. And it wakes up. And we see Doof back in the lab. And he's like looking at the screen. So it comes, it, it opens up and it's like one of those terrifying spider robots. Yeah. Like from... Meet the Robinsons. Yes. Or that it Apple really VeggieTales movie. What's that one called? <gasps> the bad. The apple. bad apple. Is that, is that what it's called? No. What? Larry Larry Boy and the bad. Oh, apple. it is Larry Boy. It's a Larry Boy apple, one, right? Because it's also the one with Obadiah Bumbley. So I always oh, get confused and think it's old timey, but it's not. Uh. Anyway, that yeah, one Larry always boy, actually reminds me of when we get to the Poofin Plots episode. Her giant head Ooh, spider vehicle true. is just Same the thing. one from the bad yes. apple episode. Anyway, the point is it's a scary spider robot with a camera, a little eye. And um, we find out that Doofenshmirtz's entire plan, his goal, is to figure out Perry's street address. And I was like, Doofenshmirtz, Doofenshmirtz. (laughs) Doof. Doof. Heinz. Heinz. (laughs) My my sweet summer child. Um, (laughs) Do you know that GPS exists? (laughs) Like, the way that he's going to accomplish yeah. this is he has a robot with a camera. He built this robot from scratch. Yeah. He engineered it. He coded all the little all the little codes into its robot brain. Yep. And the mission of it, he controls it from where he's at. But he's like, now I can go out in front of his house and turn the camera around and see his street address. And I was like, that is the dumbest possible way you could ever get someone's address. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Not least of which because you'd have to see the number on the house and then you'd have to walk down the street to find the actual street name unless they right? live on a corner. That's, <laughs> it's And then you're just going to uh, Google it anyway. I was like, put a GPS in your robot for heaven's sake. You had a platypus locator like four episodes ago. Or just follow him home. I know, he left right? through the door. <laughs> How do you think he's getting there? Why didn't you just leave that camera eye on while he was walking and then reverse engineer it? He yeah. flew down into their house. You have a bird's Ugh. eye view of their neighborhood. Right? It's it's so stupid. Well, and then he's like, I can get imagine how great it'll be to have Perry's address. I can ring his doorbell and then run, run away. away. And I was like, does Doofenshmirtz think that Perry like lives alone? Like he has like a solo bachelor apartment that he lives in. I think that's exactly what he thinks. <laughs> 
It would be amazing if that was true and Perry just like lived in a penthouse somewhere. Oh my gosh. Or like a you know how like in like noir detective, like hard boiled detective yeah. novels, they'll have like a really crappy apartment or yeah. like office. Like what if Perry had like a PI oh. office that he worked in? Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Uh, it wouldn't make any sense for him to be in the show, but no. how perfect would that be? Yeah, it would be good. Uh, anyway, this entire thing is very silly. So his robot's running around. Um, it As Candace is crossing the street to the Garcia Shapiro's house, it stops raining and suddenly is very bright and sunny and the street is no longer flooded. Yeah. So she puts her umbrella away. Uh, she knocks on the door and waits zero seconds before she starts screaming her head off. she's just like hey it's me candace mom i need to talk to you she also mutters to herself i'm one step ahead of you boys one step and i was like oh babe you are not (laughs) you are not she immediately touches the like top of the shrinky thing and shrinks down um and almost gets crushed to death but doesn't one of several times she almost dies in this episode she's very bad at being small Vivian answers the door and is like, I could have sworn I heard someone out here. And I was like, yeah, it was obviously Candace screaming. Who right. else would it have been? Like, like Linda know knows voice. that it was Come her on. daughter. Yeah. yeah. Also, she was yelling so loud. Uh, Vivian picks up the shrink thing and brings it inside because she thinks it's a toy. And yeah. Candace falls into the lawn yeah. and then immediately backs into like a giant caterpillar uh, yeah. and runs away. Which it's is very... fair. Have you ever seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? No. I watched five minutes of it on TV in a hotel when I was 11. Sure. Anyway, (laughs) it's the same plot as this. It's just like them running around the backyard. Yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with the concept. The concept, The The title of the movie is also the plot of the movie. It's one of those. It sure is. You know? (laughs) It's like mac and cheese where, like, it's the name of it is also (laughs) the recipe for it. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, it's a a (laughs) well-named movie. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, so she, you know, meets the dune worm and then runs away. And then we're back at the house. Isabella very helpfully is like, we got to get to that machine across the street. And I was like, yeah, Isabella, we're all working no towards kidding. that goal. Okay, maybe put forward a uh, helpful suggestion. Yeah. Irving has lost all hope. He's like, what's the point? We're vacuum bag filler. And I was like, I mean, in the words of Katy Perry, <laughs> do you ever feel like a vacuum bag? Um <laughs> And Buford immediately goes, thanks for that, Captain Bringdown. <laughs> uh, I'm here for it. In the absence of Belgi, Buford really starts bullying Irving pretty hard, which Irving absolutely deserves. Uh, and sure, Buford sure. is the only one displaying the appropriate amount of hostility towards Irving. Yeah. Anyway, the kids run into Doofenshmirtz's robot thing, and they, like, freak out, obviously. It's scary. Is like, did we ever build one of these? <laughs> it's a fair question. Yeah. Uh, Doofenshmirtz sees them on the screen and he thinks he's picking up the signal for, I assume, the worst kids show of all I time. I know, what? He goes, LOL, <laughs> some kiddie TV show. I know. Uh, he just starts smashing buttons and breaks it and then goes, hmm, I hope it doesn't go rogue. <laughs> <laughs> it has the ability to like, go what? rogue. Yeah. Uh, Wild. Anyway, the kids are all running away from the terrifying robot. And it almost eats Isabella. And this is yeah. the part where um, the actual Pirates of the Caribbean theme song is playing. Yeah. However, it's also an Indiana Jones and a Star Wars reference. Yeah. There's a lot happening. There's a lot uh, going on. Phineas swings in on a needle and thread, like one mm-hmm. of the borrowers, and rescuers Isabella. 
rescues Isabella. What am I trying to say? <laughs> uh, and then not rescuers, uh, not. I mean, sure, why not? They're small. He he goes. Wait, sorry, I lost my place. <laughs> That's okay. He rescues Isabella. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah, the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song is playing. Um, but they're also like lassoing the robot, like with the whatever those things are called, adats, something. What? You know, in Star Wars, they're on the snow planet, oh and there's God. those big robots with the legs, the big ships, and they oh, like and they do rope the legs, them yeah, and then take them out. Oh, I didn't. That's know kind of what's happening here, right? But yeah, yeah. Or it's like a Gulliver's Travels reference. Shout out yes. to the last episode when we looked up Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. Anyway, they all work together. They lasso down the thing. The thing. Uh, at one point, Buford is talking to Irving and goes, come on, fanboy, do you want to live forever? <laughs> yeah. And Irving goes, is that, is that an option? <laughs> Just funny. Okay, wait, um, also, remember when I was telling you Phoebe quotes Emperor's New Groove? Yes. Sometimes she'll do that one where all the, like, soldiers are animals or whatever, and they're jumping down in the hole. I thought and of goes, that exact come thing. Come on, I man, wrote nobody it down. lives forever. Nobody lives she forever. She says that. She'll, like, pretend to be, like... <laughs> Like fighting someone with a sword, she'll go, Come on, <laughs> nobody lives forever. Oh, what a it's perfect. It's so funny. It, that, that part of the movie is underrated. It doesn't it get quoted enough. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go, go home? home? You're excused. Uh, anyone else? <laughs> Sorry. Amazing. <laughs> this podcast is about Emperor's New Group now. Every week it's about Emperor's New Group. <laughs> Um, anyway, so they, like, tie down the robot with, as a team, Isabella, like, brings in the kill shot, and then Buford climbs on top of it and tears it apart with his bare hands. Yeah. He, like, rips its eye out, and I was like, oh my gosh. It was It's a good thing they didn't, like, fight a squirrel, or Buford would have just, like, ripped its heart out of its body. Gross. Uh, anyway... Back at the Garcia Shapiro's, Candace is still, like, wandering the hellscape of their lawn. Yeah. Um... Pinky shows up and is like about to eat her. Okay, what the heck? Yeah, what the heck? Especially because we know that Pinky is an animal agent, so he's just he's... terrorizing her for fun. I guess yeah. he's a sentient being. Yeah, he's a grown adult man. Um, <laughs> I think Pinky's a Pinky's a boy, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I. I was just like, Pinky, what are you doing? Yeah. I honestly do not even know. I mean, okay, I don't think in the show we've established that Pinky is an agent. Have we done the thing? No. Perry I mean, hasn't gone to the wrong layer. No, I don't think Pinky's been an agent yet. Okay. I thought we I thought we did. Oh, really? Well, I thought it was just one moment where, like, uh, Perry was de- going down his slide and he ended up in the wrong. Oh. Maybe not. Maybe we just well, talked about it. Yeah. No? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, anyway, Pinky, the animal agent, the spy, yeah. is about to chew Candace to death. <laughs> uh, the kids back in the house are like, oh, well, now what do we do? We defeated this robot that we don't know where it came from. Uh, Ferb takes eight seconds to rewire the bug. Yeah. And then he gives it wings and it can fly now and he can steer it, I guess. Yeah. Phineas is like, Ferb, you're a genius. And I was like, I think Ferb is a wizard. Like, I think you right. have magic. He, like, those parts weren't there. Where did he get the wings? I know, right? He just what? reprogrammed it to a completely different thing. Yeah. He generated new matter. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the kids <laughs> climb on and fly away. Uh, at this point, Irving takes a picture of him with them and he goes, I don't have to digitally insert myself. And Buford, yeah. committed, is like, go tell it to your blog. And I was like, <laughs> thank you, Buford. Yeah. They fly up to Belgique. 
this is the part where they clearly just have the Star Wars soundtrack playing behind them. Yeah. Uh, and they're like flying around the light fixture and they don't see Valji. <laughs> and then he bursts out of a fly carcass like some kind of Lovecraftian horror. Oh gosh, it's really gross. He tears out of that fly. Like I don't understand how we got into the fly. Okay, yeah, that was also my question. I was like, wouldn't there already be an opening where he climbed into the fly? Yes. Why does he have to tear his way out of it? Did he sew himself in? Like, Ugh. what happened? The documentary film about <laughs> the 10 minutes that Baljeet spent <laughs> on his light fixture is the scariest that they couldn't possibly make no. it because no. it would just, it would listen, just be a horror. Ari Aster would have to quit his job. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Baljeet is stronger than any U.S. Marine. Yeah. And uh, they're all like, ew. And I was like, that is technically the appropriate response, but you should also be concerned for your friend. Yeah. yeah. Baljeet is like, I did what I had to do to survive. I quote that every day. It's honestly, aren't we all living in the fly carcass of life? Uh, yes. Anyway, so that happens and we all have to live with it forever. Uh, cut to Candace, again, about to be eaten by Pinky the Chihuahua, an agent of the CIA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the kids... They show up really fast. I don't know how much time has that passed in between these, but uh, they show up and Isabella yells at Pinky and he leaves. Yeah. Uh, they pick up Candace. She goes, who smells like fly guts? And I was like, girl, how do you know? Okay, I know. I was like, like, listen, that's a valid point, but also. Right. What, what? were you doing at the devil's sacrament? Um, <laughs> anyway, I was also like, we haven't done that episode where Candace turns into a fly, right? Uh, I don't think <laughs> I we don't have. I don't think we have. So they get back to the house, uh, the Garcia Shapiro's house. They fly into yeah. the kitchen and they all yeah. touch the shrinky thing and then they turn back to normal size. They're all standing on the counter. Uh, and then Candace runs off to tell their mom. And I was like, okay. Sure. Hear me out. Why is, I know it's a plot hole, but why doesn't she just take it with her? Listen. Anyway. She just got shrunk and almost right. eaten. She's, and she's had a traumatizing day. Also, that didn't work. Though. I would be afraid to touch it again if I, if I was her. Sure, um, sure. Anyway, uh, Doofenshmirtz is still trying to fix his robot thing by just banging on the screen really hard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can keep going. <laughs> that's that's we'll, it. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, I assume, okay, because like when after he like saw the kids for a few moments, the feed like cut out entirely. Yeah. Because I was like, otherwise, did Doof just, like, watch a bunch of children fight his robot and had no questions about it? Whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it, it should be said, I guess, I didn't mention this, during the battle, but Buford rips the eye off the robot and, like, tosses it so it lands yeah. near Perry. And they only take the rest of the robot. So its eye is still in Phineas and Ferb's house. Um, Perry, he's, like, Doof is banging on the screen and, like, the sound, I guess, is coming through the eye. Yeah. The, all, 100% of the brain of this robot was in its eye, I guess, because it's also guess. still broadcasting back to him. I do not understand. Again, it might just be magic. We don't know. Uh, uh, Perry yeah. sees the little eye and he picks it up and looks at it and do, he puts his hat on first because he's on the clock. Doof and Jamarts is like, oh, no, you got me. Uh, could you maybe yeah. just go outside and show me your street address? And I was like... <laughs> I appreciate that you're committed to this plan, but it's such a dumb plan. Do a bunch of words. Like, it, it honestly it is. is. You could probably text Monogram and ask him for Perry's address, and he would and probably he would give, give it to it you because he's terrible at his job. Carl has probably posted it on his blog. 
Oh, 100%. Carl has leaked so many documents from Alka. That's, like, all he's doing. Yeah. Um, anyway, Perry smashes it. He just, yeah, he just yeah. smashes yep. the eye. And then we see Duvenberts is not done. He's so determined to, to do this plan. He's like, you think you're so clever, Perry the Platypus, but for the first time in my life, I can actually use a self-destruct button that I have installed. And I was like, a lot of self-awareness from you. Right? Also, he escalates immediately from getting Perry the Platypus's address to lightly prank him yeah. into murdering him. Yeah. He's like, prepare to be vaporized. And I was like, oh, vaporized? (laughs) What? (laughs) Wild. Like, I I think deep down Doofenshmirtz knows that Perry's unkillable, so he doesn't really feel bad about this. But anyway, he pushes the self-destruct button, which fortunately the vaporizer part was in the other part of the robot and (laughs) no children were on it. Uh, he vaporizes it. It like also vaporizes the shrink thing okay, that they made. I'm like, that's not how self destruct buttons work, right? I was it's self and whatever's within a one foot radius. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's not a main character. Oh, uh, yes. so he vaporizes both of them. All the evidence is gone. And then Doofenshmirtz back in the lab again is like, well, that's done. And no yeah. comeuppance. <laughs> and he goes, why do I feel so empty? And that's the end of the that's episode. That's the end. <laughs> that's all there is. Yep. <laughs> uh, incredible. Amazing. Uh, all right, are you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm freaking ready. ready. Let's freaking do it. Um, this is 213B, that sinking feeling. Sure. Yeah. I would like to preface this episode with the fact that it's really funny and has a lot of funny <laughs> lines in it, but the plot is sketchy at best. Uh, yeah. This is one of those where I'm like, boy, oh boy, were gender norms <laughs> oh, in 2007 worse than they are so now. So bad. If it you mean, can believe it, kids. Right? Uh, like, We had not quite now. made it out of the early 2000s as no. far as... no. Yeah, it was, you know, it's a lot. Also, do you remember um, (laughs) the face of Dad's life where his favorite joke in the world was that, like, what are you thinking about? Oh, joke. What do you mean face? You said (laughs) the last six months for sure. But yeah, I do. Because now that is ingrained in my dumb little head. Oh, and every time someone asks me that or mentions it, I'm like, what are, <laughs> what are you thinking about? about? <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's such a stupid. Oh, it's also, okay, that's the same energy as literally, I kid you not, every single time. I am at an airport with dad oh, and yeah. he makes the like, oh, are we arriving or departing? We're arriving to depart. I'm we're like, arriving, dad. but then we're departing. Dad. Yeah, we, uh, I do that whole scene in my head. Just yep. every, I cannot drive into DIA without being <laughs> like, it's a garbage disposal. That's a timer. It disposes your garbage while you're out. <laughs> Uh, if any of you know what you're quoting, congratulations on being one of the 12 people that has yeah. seen the Tim Allen vehicle, Big Trouble, uh, uh, with anyway. a terrifying cameo of Martha Stewart on <laughs> the head of a dog. Oh my gosh. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, congratulations on having normal parents. <laughs> no, once again, we're brought back around to the fact that our parents have <laughs> such niche cultural content. 
it is what it is. But it we is have a fun airport bit, and that yep. no one can ever take away from us. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> so this this episode, yeah, uh, is about boats. It is about boats. Um, we open on Phineas and Ferb standing on the biggest ocean liner, a full yeah Titanic twenty three of boat. a Carnival cruise ship. Yeah, in there. Backyard question mark? Yeah. Uh they crushed seven houses. To Absolutely. Make this. They bulldozed a school. And they'll um, destroy more on the way to the ocean. <laughs> they sure will. We'll get to that. Okay, first though, we have the pretty great lines. So they're standing there and Phineas goes, My, she's Yar. Is she ready to sail? And I'm like, first of all, is this like the middle of your conversation? Anyway, have you been standing there in silence? whatever yeah. <laughs> ferb goes she's ship shape and bristol fashion finney's goes what does that mean and ferb goes what does yar mean yeah <laughs> what like, does yar mean good question i didn't um, google it i didn't either but i can yeah, fair enough also i it's the name of a person on star trek is that, is that really kind of it means agile yar. quick and easily maneuvered huh makes sense sure which seems to really describe this giant boat. Yeah, it's whatever cruise ship. <laughs> um, Belgique runs in and is like, "Friends, friends!" He's distressed. More distressing is the fact. I think we've gone over this. Some like a little like tune in maybe a Indian style plays when uh, Belgique yeah. comes in. Some is, real questionable music yeah, cues in I'm this like, one. I'm like, what are you doing, racist? Yeah. Anyway, he comes they in. Yeah, they don't lean Sorry. as hard into like Indian stereotypes as they have in other episodes. But true, uh, music cues are still not bad. It's not great. Yeah, so Baljeet's coming in. He's like, he has this whole problem where his friend, his old friend Mishti, who's a girl, we'll yeah. get into that, is <laughs> <laughs> coming to visit from India and. He's like flashing back to this, flashing back to like him getting ready. You know, his mom's like, Bajit, Mishti's here. And they, he opens the door to the bathroom and there's Mishti, a 10 year old girl who looks like a 10 year old girl. She's wearing a pink shirt and pink skirt. But it's, yeah, they've got the like, I don't even know what kind of musical cue it is. But I, I don't know either. There's like, okay, there's a lot of stuff about this scene. Sorry, you I keep just, going. No, you go ahead. Oh, okay. My thing is that, so like his, the crux of his issue is he's like, yeah. my friend is hot now. And I'm like, okay, yeah. she's nine though. I know. Like, I'm like, what does this episode what? want me to think about this child? Yeah. <laughs> like, about... I kind of get it. Like, I don't know. I, I don't really remember this being a thing when I was this young, but yeah. like, I get it. Like if you're like, as you're growing up, like, I don't know, maybe you like are less comfortable having friends like of yes. different genders or whatever. Sure. But I was just like, well, I don't, the, the way this episode handles yeah. it is like so weird it's and so not awkward. super helpful. <laughs> it's just like, what are we doing? Yeah. It's pretty not Did it. you ask any 10 year olds about this one day right? or were you just like, ah, you guys... we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> focus group or something (laughs) anyway Uh, if you're 10 you could go ahead and tell us if this is relatable (laughs) perfect um (laughs) so Bajit's like she's like different now and Phineas goes oh is she a werewolf yeah okay this is the part where Phineas (laughs) is acting exactly like Fox Mulder at the beginning of any regular murder investigation which is a little bit funny 
funny. He asked multiple times about <laughs> yeah, the werewolf okay, so... thing. He wanted to be a werewolf so bad. Yeah, Phineas goes, is she a werewolf? And Belgie goes, no, she is a girl. Yeah. And Phineas goes, uh, she was probably a girl the whole time. <laughs> yeah, she's probably a girl, a girl before. <laughs> and Belgie's like, like, just like, no, you don't get it. Like, and flashes back to like when they were kids and they were like getting muddy i guess sure, sure. and then Phineas goes and she never showed any signs of werewolfism at all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ugh, incredible <laughs> anyway oh, so yeah then Baljeet's like what am i gonna do and he explains that he locked himself in the bathroom and climbed out the window to come find Phineas and burp sure yeah um anyway they're like okay Baljeet's trying to like he's like what do girls like like what am i supposed to do and phineas goes isn't it like sugar and spice and everything nice and <laughs> yeah. she goes that's what they're made of i do not want to build one <laughs> that's so funny. oh my favorite line <laughs> i'm crying anyway so phineas is like oh girls like romance and suggests yeah. that he he's like oh we watched this great movie last night you could take her on a cruise at the downville harbor and he was like okay, okay what <laughs> yeah Phineas jumping immediately to that is insane. Absolutely. Insane. But also, Balji, uh has friends who are okay. girls. Like, he <laughs> knows at it. least one of the Fireside girls. Why would he not yeah, text Isabella not with the this whole problem? Troop. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe he's, like, nervous or intimidated by Isabella. Fair enough. Sure. Me too. But, like, I don't know. I feel okay. like maybe he could ask anyone else besides also, Phineas, right? Yeah. Phineas and Ferb could have been like, oh, you know, we know some girls. You know who we know. Yeah, exactly. You know who we're not scared of, even though we should be? Yeah. <laughs> Isabella. Yeah. Or Candace, our or sister. Or Candace. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't or really their know. Or their mom. Anyway, uh, yeah, whatever. It's, listen. It's fine. So they suggest that Belgi take Michi on a cruise to Danville Harbor. Phineas is like, oh, we just built a giant cruise ship. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's right it. here. Um, Ferb is, well, he goes, Ferb, cancel the giant bottle. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Their plan for this giant cruise ship was to put it in a giant bottle. Okay. Listen, I didn't get that until now. This okay, episode, me neither. I always thought it was a giant bottle of champagne to yeah, smash against the side Same. And I was like, that's weird. They're 10. And that's like a, not a cool activity. <laughs> but, but yeah, why are they christening a boat? But also, yeah. it doesn't really make sense because cruise ships are not usually the kinds of bottles that you put, <laughs> or the kinds of boats that you, you put, put in, in bottles. bottles. And also, also, why would you make a giant ship in a bottle? Also, that's where would you get that bottle? Where? Who's crazy. making that for you? I mean, how do they build that giant ship? True, you got me. I got, I got a lot of questions. They're in the middle you got of land. Me there, uh, but that is not a crime. But it, it is for them. But this one is this a crime. one is a crime. They're breaking at least one law. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, we cut to a maybe even more distressing scene. Okay, another crime. Yeah, correct. Where it's what I assume is the Alka headquarters professional office. Yeah, I think we have to assume that. Where we Which see. at this point I'm like, is it in Monogram's basement? Does anyone yes. else work here? No. <laughs> We've no. seen the inside of headquarters. It's a giant space. Yeah. yeah. Um, Major Monogram and Carl are in front of a television and they're playing like a rock band game. Monogram's yeah. on guitar, Carl's on drums, right? Sure. And 
Yeah, it's the like, you know, you have to play what comes on the screen. Sure. Yeah. Carl has like a full drum set though, which I was like, yeah. I don't think that's how that game works. I don't think so either. But okay. I think there's like one single drum. Right. Um, or it's like a little, there's like a pad with like four. Yeah, I guess anyway, that's what I meant. Whatever. Yeah. So a lot of questions about that. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> the game is like, like, monogram's clearly very bad and like the like fake audience on the game is like starting to boo and so carl is like uh sir you're gonna have to like pick it up a little Uh, (laughs) yeah perry at that point comes into his professional office okay i do have one more thing to say about the video game okay which is that it's possible monogram is playing badly because he has his back to the screen He's not okay. facing the TV. <laughs> that's true. That's telling him which notes to play. <laughs> He's like facing He's just the camera. Turned around oh, doing his own thing. <laughs> which is crazy. If I was yeah, Carl, I would insane. just like unplug his controller and be right. like, we're doing great. Yeah. Like he's a four. <laughs> um, yeah. So Perry comes in for his briefing. Monogram's like, oh, sorry, Agent P. Uh Schmertz yeah he has... comes on the screen he's like sorry for the delay yeah <laughs> it's like uh... yeah unprofessional Schmertz has been frequenting hobby shops uh-huh that's it that's what he says and carl is worried sick and carl goes well not really sick sir and then he goes what did i say about contradicting me in front of the agents i was like wow wow Look, he's sad because he's bad at video Heavy games handed yeah Ugh, yeah. um what a, anyway a workplace to be a part of yeah that's the whole briefing so yep, harry is like great Thanks just walks out info. goodbye yeah um cut to bajit who is back at his own home and rings the doorbell <laughs> he, he sure does also their <laughs> doorbell's just a bell yep. on the side of their door yeah like a like a christmas bell <laughs> like, a, like, like a yeah like a regular bell a little yeah anyway so he rings the bell. He has a little bouquet of flowers and a little bow tie. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, he made a choice to wear a bright red bow tie on top of his existing outfit. He and did. the fact that Phineas and Ferb let him walk away yeah. with wearing that yeah. is a crime. They yeah. were wrong. They, they were, were wrong bad, to do Bad that. friends. Bad friends. It's true. Um, His mom answers the door and goes, Bajit, weren't you in the bathroom? He goes, just no, I climbed out the window. Oh, I thought it was the curry. He goes, mother, please, can I just speak to Mishti? I was like, all right. Um, anyway, Mishti comes to his front door. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of him walking into in. his own house. Yeah. Where he so, lives, presumably. Yeah. And they proceed to have this conversation where Balji goes, uh, if you do not already have plans this afternoon, and Mishi goes, no, I have plans with you. And Balji goes, oh, well, if you're busy. <laughs> Which Listen. I was like, okay, that's, I get it. I relate pretty hard to Balji in these scenes. Um, also, Mishti, what a champ. She is really, yeah. she remains so cool through all I of know. this. She's I a queen. would be just a full disaster if <laughs> yeah. I was in her shoes. For sure. Because, sure. like, boy, oh, boy, boy what a situation oh boy. Uh, yeah. to be in, especially at the the young age of nine. Ripe age. She has a lot of emotional maturity, and I am proud yeah. of Mishti. Right. And I wish I was like her. I know. She, anyway, she does great. She's very chill. Anyway, she's like, no, no, what did you have in mind? And so he, like, asks her to go on this cruise, 
And he's reading this brochure that Phineas and Ferb made? Yeah, I guess they printed a brochure. Well, yeah. okay, we see that they apparently sold a lot of tickets to this cruise because there are true. 400 people on it. We did see that. You're right. Um, yeah, so it's like, he's like, oh, a cruise around Danville Harbor. And Mish is like, a boat ride? Great. She walks away before, before uh, Bushy finishes. And he's like, uh, includes a candlelit, romantic candlelit dinner. And he's like, oh, she's gone. Yep. Sure. Um, sure. Sure. <laughs> Back at home. Still Candace, doesn't go into his house. Still nope, just waiting just on his own porch. just waits at the door for Misty <laughs> at his own house. At his own home. It's a mood, for sure. Ugh, okay. Um, Back at the Flynn Fletcher household. Candace mm-hmm. is on the phone what, to, I presume, Stacy, And she's like, I just wish Jeremy was more romantic. <laughs> she also says, like Romeo and Juliet, but without all the death. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she gets sidetracked because the giant ocean liner the boys have made yeah. is d- driving. It's yeah, moving. leaving. I was like, is something towing window? Them? Yeah, does it have wheels? It's I don't understand. Sailing away. Yep. <laughs> on land. It's on anyway. land. It's destroying every road. Yeah. Because it weighs one million tons. Yeah. Because it's a cruise ship. Yeah. So she calls her mom, who, and she's like, Mom, can you? Like, say that or whatever. Where are you? Anyway, her mom has one of those, like, salon hair yeah. dryers on her head. And she we sure only does. see her head. Yep. And she's like, where are you? Are you at the harbor? Because, like, it's her hair dryer is making a very loud sound. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of miscommunication. Yeah. Um, And she's like, oh, Candace is like, oh, the harbor. That's probably where they're taking it. Bye, mom. So <laughs> then <laughs> we see... We open up to Linda, who's actually yeah. in the living room, yeah. uh, and there's like a hose attached to the hair dryer that Lawrence is like blowing into. <laughs> this is my favorite bit. Yeah, and maybe of all time. <laughs> she goes, "Oh, poor Candace. She probably doesn't know that we're in the living room." And then she goes, "You're right. That does sound like that. Does sound like the ocean." Uh, I love them doing Lawrence. this all day. All day. I, they're the perfect couple. They I love are. her so much. Oh my gosh, what a, what a way to spend quality time together. Yeah. Cut to Perry, who is outside Jupiter Prince's door. He like does a little like secret agent thing. And then the door flips over and he gets yeah. trapped like on the other side. Which, <laughs> like, I know, I think we know canonically Doof has another entrance to that. But I was like, what if he didn't? Like, <laughs> what if that's how he had to in go there? in every day? Oh gosh. <laughs> he dropped six delivery drivers before he got to Perry. <laughs> <laughs> so okay wait and then oh my gosh he immediately so yeah perry's immediately trapped doof is like ready he's so he shows mm-hmm. perry his scale model of danville oh he um, loves a scale model and then he goes ah uh, my home i can still remember the day i brought it flashback yeah uh and he flashes back to like his realtor trying to find him a place to live yeah the tiniest man in the world his yeah. real estate agent also like the worst places there's like one of them's like a porta potty yeah um yeah. and then they go to that building and he's like the same night i realized why it was so cheap and the lighthouse of danville is stationed nearby and i listen yeah. this is where it really falls apart um apparently <laughs> every ship on that seaboard <laughs> is attracted to the light of yeah, the lighthouse a real misunderstanding of how both <laughs> lighthouses and ships work. Yeah. Because, like, 
I listen, I didn't grow up on the sea, but I've read Same. Anne of Green Gables, and I know yeah. the point of a lighthouse is not just to attract ships. Yeah. Because ships are driven by humans <laughs> who steer them, and they don't all just dock at the lighthouse. <laughs> it also, like, all the ships are doing their, like, foghorns, which yeah. I don't even know if all ships have. I, but I don't know. Why either. would they need to do that? I mean, I assume they do it when they like pass each other. Like yeah. it's like trains, like it's like For a safety sure. thing. But they're just all sitting at the lighthouse. Yeah, they're all just, <laughs> yeah, still at the lighthouse, just going off they're on like, their foghorns. They're like not even horns. docked. They're all just like in the ocean. Yeah, like, just floating. floating. I'm like, what do you, what? <laughs> anyway, the foghorn, the constant foghorn noise makes it impossible to sleep. Back yeah. to the present. Doof this also, is... I guess, is a problem yeah. that's been going on for, like, okay. several years, and he's yeah. just now addressing it. I'm like, why wasn't that the first... Like, listen, I understand if maybe that's why you're evil now, but, like, address that <laughs> problem first. I know, right? Who or, cares like, about... I don't know, get some noise-canceling headphones. Ugh, yeah, right? Soundproof your apartment. Like, yeah. make it work, get, dude. Buy a sensory deprivation tank. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so back to the present. Doof thinks he can fix his problem by moving the lighthouse from near his building to the other side of the seaboard of the yeah. town. Yeah, I was like, is Daniel an island? I know. Is it on a peninsula? What? Yeah. <laughs> the geography of this town is wild. It's baffling. And anyway, then all the ships will go over there. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Questions. Uh, yeah. Down at the harbor, Mishy uh-huh. and Baljeet are on the cr- are on the cruise ship. And Baljeet says something that's like, as you can see, it's very clean, which I know is important now that you're a girl. And Mishy goes, what? And then just like, that's it. That's <laughs> like, the whole conversation. Okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Phineas is also looking off the side of the boat. They're like still by the shore and sees Isabella and the Fireside Girls, um, who apparently have just got their shrimp net repair patches. Yeah, really uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel for yeah. patches. Yeah, no kidding. Um... <laughs> And Phineas is like, they have this conversation. He invites her on the romantic cruise. He's like, oh, we're doing a romantic cruise. Do you want to come? And she goes, you want me to come on a romantic cruise with you? And he doesn't get it. Listen, I understand Isabella falling into this trap, but this is a little bit her fault also. Yeah. Not to victim blame. But like, when he says you, it's clearly a collective you because she's standing next to five other girls. It is. And (laughs) like... She should know him better. Yeah. But the hope... At some point. At some point, she should. Also, I was like, did the other Fireside girls come? Did she leave them? I know. I don't know. On that dock? I don't remember if we see them later. I was like, I'll look for that. And then I didn't. I didn't. There are a lot of other people on that cruise ship. So extra shady if Isabella was like, I'm going to go. You guys guys have fun with the shrimp repair. Yeah, that's fair. Hear me uh, out. Maybe they didn't want to come. I mean, fair enough. It, it would be, listen, I I wouldn't want to watch Isabella embarrass herself either. Yeah. Anyway, so she goes on a little cruise and then they do this musical number uh, that I guess is based on the theme of The Love Boat, the oh, yeah. 1970s hit TV series. Yeah. Which I've never seen. Oh, I've seen every episode. I love You it. have not. I, I haven't, <laughs> Just no. <kidding>. That's true. <laughs> Anyway. I've seen that part of Monsters, Inc. where Mike Wazowski goes, the love boat. Mm-hmm. 
Is that what he Perfect. does? I haven't actually seen Monster Tank in a while. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the very beginning when he's hitting on Sheila. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, they make Isabel is the cruise director now. Herb is the beverage consultant. Yeah, Phineas immediately gives her a job. Yeah, of course. Uh, there's only lemonade, so I don't. It's a lot of lemonade. For that. It's fresh too. There's lemons yeah, yeah. on that table. Uh, Phineas is captain. Seems like a bad choice. Unsafe. Yeah. Unsafe. If anyway. I was one of the adults who apparently bought a ticket to this cruise and I saw Phineas in the captain's <laughs> chair, I'd be like, "Hmm, we're actually getting off. Thank you so much." <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Oh, and that would be the correct decision because some of those adults definitely die before imagine, the episode is over. <laughs> imagine getting on a cruise ship and meeting some ten-year-old who's like, "Yeah, I built this." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would just assume that he was lying, but also True. like, I would be yeah, a little worried. Fair. I feel I would like be so worried if I saw only children <sighs> being the staff on this cruise ship. Yeah. I'd be like, something illegal is happening. Right? <laughs> Not sure what. Uh, can't can't tell. be good. Can't be good. Yeah. So, anyway, they all have jobs. Candace misses the boat, calls her mom. <laughs> She's, like, being attacked by seagulls. And Linda yeah. goes, if you're feeding the geese again, make sure you're not wearing a tube top. Yeah. Incredible sure. backstory. Also, Candace is on a dock that looks like it was made in 1875. There's, like, old-timey barrels and ropes. It's worrying. I don't know why. It's I- just... I've never been to a dock, but that can't be You've it. You've never right? been to a dock? Not like a one that's you live in use. next to the ocean. Yeah, I've been to like a beach where they have a little, but not one that like boats dock at. You've never like driven past a dock. You've never gotten on a boat. Mm. You've been on a ferry together. That's true. That dock, that, I don't. Eh, that ferry left from a one. dock. Where, I do remember I, that now. We didn't swim out to it. Okay. Well, what did that dock look like? It looked like a dock. It didn't look like pirates lived there. <laughs> hear me out maybe it'd be more fun if they did <laughs> maybe you're not wrong um yeah so we also go back to the bit and lawrence has the hair dryer and he's like spinning the vacuum yeah. tube <laughs> <laughs> and he goes look now it sounds like a spaceship and linda's like because when she hangs up with candace she goes like something like can i help do you, you mind like, do yeah. you mind yeah and he's like now it sounds like a spaceship and she just like pauses she goes okay let me try yeah <laughs> Amazing. Uh, incredible. Candace decides to wait on the shore to bust the boys when they get back. Mm-hmm. Um, on the cruise, Isabella is enjoying it. She's like, it's so romantic. And Phineas goes, oh, wait, there's more. Takes her hand. And yeah. she, she like turns to the side and goes, yes, with the this, like. This part's on Phineas. It he is. Should, he should know better. It is. And he takes her, leads her into a room. And yeah, like a, a giant like ballroom. A, it's a huge room. There is one romantic table for two people. I don't know what everyone else is eating. Yeah, me neither. Not there. Um, Isabel's like, oh, Phineas. Starts to walk toward the table. Phineas goes, Ferb, show the happy couple to their table. Isabel's like, what? Yeah. What? And the table's for Baljeet and Mishti. Um, Phineas has to be doing some of this on purpose, right? We have this conversation every time. But I'm just like, no one is this oblivious. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, Phineas, like, cues, he's like, cues music, uh, a whole, like, a little classical, like, an eight-piece orchestra. Yeah, like a full chamber orchestra. Comes, but they all stand right <laughs> yeah, around the table. So close. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Phineas goes, cue rose petals. Two buckets of rose petals dump on the table. 
And then yep. he goes, Cupid! Haha. Buford, dressed in nothing but a diaper, <laughs> yeah. falls from the ceiling and is held by a rope one foot six inches above the table in between Baljeet and Mishdi. Perfect. Amazing. This is, I'm so sorry to lead us on a completely unrelated tangent. That's um, okay. But it is about the movie, A Cinderella Story. <gasps> yes. Do you remember the part of the movie where Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray go out to that? It's their, like at prom or whatever. Yeah. They go out to that little gazebo. And like, okay, am I remembering the correct movie where there's like a small orchestra out there? Yeah, okay. And they, they were play like, a song for them to dance to. Yeah, the orchestra was already out there. Don't know why, but yeah, they were like packing up. At their up. high school dance, they yeah. had a chamber orchestra just outside yeah. in the gazebo, just in case. Just playing. And they then, were also like on a lake. Yeah, they, yeah. the orchestra was like packing up and then they saw them dancing and they like pull out a little sheet music and they're like, yeah. ooh. What were they out there for? I don't know, but they were not being paid by that point. Also, I feel like that would actually be super awkward. I would be like, no, you guys could leave. This is like a private moment between me and a man who can't recognize faces. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. That movie was wild. Anyway, sorry. That's what I thought (laughs) of when you were talking about the chamber orchestra. (laughs) It's the same thing. Um, Shout out to Cinderella Story. Yeah. So that's... Okay, then the funniest (laughs) line. Phineas... Goes, so do I know romance or what? Isabel goes, what? And he goes, I said, do I know romance? And she goes, I, I heard, heard you. you. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Isabella. Yeah. This is not uh, the last time this exact thing will happen to nope. her. Um, but does she give up? No. No. A persistent queen. Sure, sure. Balji tries to like make conversation and Misty is Misty has been amazing up to this point and is still amazing, but she just goes this is great, but right. I just want to hang out like we used to. Yeah. Amazing. I also like, okay, this is, maybe this is the time to bring this up, but like, I can't tell, sorry, I keep hitting my microphone. That's good. I can't tell if like, Baljeet is actually like into Mishy. Like, does he want to date her or does he just <gasps> not know how to interact with her because she's a girl and like Phineas and Ferb were like, romance is the only way I, to interact with a I girl. I think it's the latter. I think. Okay. Because like. Yeah. Yeah, this is so, like, nor- I guess normally this scene would be her, like, letting him down easy and being like, no, like, we could be just friends or whatever. Yeah. But it's not even no. like that because that's also what Pelji wants. He just yeah. doesn't know how to be friends with her. Yeah. And Correct. it's like, I just, he needs better friends to give him better <sighs> advice because yeah. this is a disaster. Seriously, though. I guess it works Poor out, Belgi. but boy, it oh, does. boy. Um, Buford... Baljeet's like, are you sure you want to hear some more music? And Buford's like, did someone say music? And just like, oh, like starts, yeah, starts to sing, singing. Falls on the table, crushes the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He also maybe needs to see a doctor now. I definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Doof has attached rockets to the lighthouse. Yeah, That's he sure has. Move it. Uh, he launches the lighthouse. <laughs> he forgot to equip some sort of steering mechanism to it. Yeah, just so strap rockets to the lighthouse like, and called it a day. Okay, but the lighthouse is like going back and forth. So all the fog ships are going back and forth. But I'm like, that's not how momentum works. That's yeah, not, not how rockets work. How rockets not how lighthouses work. work. No, Definitely not how not ships, how ships work. work. <laughs> like ships what are not just like sentient. They're just like, they have to be drawn to the light. It's... It's silly. Yeah. It's yeah. a show for children. It is. So anyway, um, 
Perry just like somehow escapes from the trap and walks over to Doof and Doof is like, Perry, how did you escape? Perry does a like finger come closer thing and then just <laughs> sucks him right in the nose. He really gets him. So he gets hard. Him good. Doof goes, oh man, I guess I walked into that. And I'm like, did you? I, I mean, mean, kind of, but like. But also he did, did sucker punch you. So. Anyway. <laughs> Perry then destroys the scale model by knocking Doof into his whole table. And yeah. Doof is understandably depressed. It made me a little sad. It's very sad because he flashes back to where he's working very hard on his model over the weekend. Yeah. is very proud. He goes, oh, I hope Perry the Platypus appreciates all his hard work. And Vanessa walks by and goes, he won't. And Doof goes, <laughs> I know. So sad. And then oh. he gets mad and he goes, you know what, Perry? I think it's time for you to go. Go on. Your services are no longer required. The lighthouse oh. is gone and there's nothing you can do about it. So you might as well run back to Major Monica and tell him you lost this one. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Amazing. Perry's it's like, such an awkward exit, know, too. So, he takes like yeah. two minutes to He's leave He just like looks around like, what? really what that's it really and then he just walks out the door and there's a little sting where it goes perry yeah um <laughs> just sad. Like dead silence oh it's sad so perfect belgique continues to like they're misty and belgique are on the deck the, the deck of the ship again yeah and he goes have i mentioned how nice the weather is and she goes several times sad Phineas is like, hmm, what else are we going to do? The only other thing they did was sink the ship. Yeah, okay. Uh, Is the movie that they keep referencing Titanic? That's what I have assumed. That's what I assumed, too. Except I was like, did the Flynn Fletcher family watch (laughs) Titanic together last night? And also, is this what Phineas got from the movie Titanic? Oh, gosh. Because I don't don't remember. I have never. Okay. Spoilers never for the audience. This is just Titanic. between you and me. I've never seen the movie Titanic. What? Um, but I know a lot about it culturally. That's okay. Fair. I've not seen a lot of things. I and only watched Titanic once. I don't it's think that like this is like the definitive Titanic movie. list. Like, wouldn't it be like no. painting and dancing? Yeah. And then class differences and then dying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember from that, not watching Titanic. It That's it. There's... It's like that and the one sad violin guy at the end, and that's all. Yeah. Um, correct. So okay, cool. Anyway. So it's a loose Titanic reference. It is. It is. Right as Phineas says this, the lighthouse crashes through the whole ship. So okay, yeah. Several it takes out like a third of the ship. Yeah. yeah. Several the people yeah, on the lower decks of the ship have passed away. Their yeah. bodies are strewn across the ocean. Yes. Like oh. the real Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Isabella, okay, we get even worse Titanic energy. It only gets worse. Yeah. Isabella, so the like. If you thought the captain of the <laughs> Titanic was incompetent when it came to yeah. people's lives, <laughs> you were, you just be prepared. <laughs> um, so like the ship tips over. It's doing the Titanic thing where it goes down like. Yeah, it goes like perfectly ninety yeah. degrees. It's pretty. Funny. Um, Isabella's like Phineas. Where are the life preservers? Phineas goes. We don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not the time to <laughs> make this time. joke. Not the time. He then goes. We have fun preservers. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Literally kill me. Everyone also, on this ship is going to sue Phineas and Verb for seven billion dollars. I was like, aren't there laws about this? Oh, they, the number they, of laws that have been broken. Phineas 
will not use anything but a remote control to drive a car, but he pilots a cruise ship into the ocean with 750 passengers. Absolutely insane. (laughs) (laughs) We also we see the fun preservers. And they like come out the the top yeah. part of the deck stretches an, an extra eight hundred feet into the yeah. air, and I was like, everyone who got on that boat is not on that deck right now. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. only like fifteen people exactly. on that deck, and I was like, what is happening to the rest of those people? Gosh, uh, yeah. So the boat extends, a water slide goes down the boat. It releases. Yeah, where is that water going? Are they piping the water up from the ocean? Is it a salt water slide? <laughs> Are there fish just getting oh, sucked up into there and yeah. then propelled back down the water slide? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, they have little life preservers that people slide down the water slide. Fun it's, preservers? It's life- Is that yeah. what you mean? Uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> Buford. They're inner tubes. Yeah, jumps in a preserver. Everyone else follows. Phineas and Isabella share a tube. Michigan and Belgique share a tube. I'm like, I think that's... That's fine, but you guys should have your own, but whatever. Um, yeah, for safety. For safety. <laughs> also, Isabella, I would be mad. At no point yeah, no, has Phineas sure. done anything to no. make you think it would be okay to jump into a life preserver with him. <laughs> no way. Um, anyway, they get to the bottom and Belgique and Mishti have a heart to heart where he's like, Oh, you mean you're just my friend? And she's like, Yeah, no duh. Oh, also gosh. a human person. Yep. 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 With oh, a, yep. Anyway. They okay. Land on, yeah. Not to not to pile on about this life preserver thing, but when they get off the ship, they're still in the middle of the ocean, right? Yes. Like they float back to shore, but I'm like, <laughs> that's not the direction tides go. So yeah. Good question. So no, all of you would no, die in the they middle would be of the dead. sea. It's also like sunset. Like it's you guys are you're screwed. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, they do flow back to shore. Phineas says to Isabella, romance is fun. We should do it more often. And she goes, yes, yes, we should. Oh, Phineas. Yeah. Candace is like, right? (laughs) Candace goes, what are you, what were you up to? And Phineas is like, oh, we were just creating a little romance. And she's like, did it work? And they point to Baljeet and Mishti, who are just hanging out. Phineas learned zero lessons from this, None! Too. He like, learned nothing about human people! They were friends in spite of everything that Phineas did. Yeah. But he's like, oh no, we'd love to do this for you. This was a roaring success. Yeah, insane. We destroyed one boat and several lives, and yeah. it's fine. Yes. Um, anyway, Candace is like, can you do that for me and Jeremy? And he goes, I don't see why not. And then they do, they cut to, like, yeah, them doing that for Candace and Jeremy with Buford hanging over and the rose petals and Jeremy's like, um, this is nice, but maybe we could just go to Slushy Burger. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, poor Jeremy. And that is the end of the episode, but the end credit scene is Doofenshmirtz. It's like, it plays a little After Hours theme song. It's like night and Doof is like going to bed and he's like, oh, finally a good night's sleep. And 0.2 seconds later, the lighthouse crashes into his building. Yeah. You can hear all of the ships who have followed it on yeah, the land. Yeah, who have driven up yeah. into downtown Danville. Yep. And are just Killed blowing their fog Killed 70 people. Yeah. Yep. And then he curses Perry the Platypus and that's it. He sure does. Also, so. uh, shout out to the Instagram account that just posts this clip every night. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. I do not follow them. No. 
I looked it up. Okay. It's, uh, it's called the, the account is Doofenshmirtz underscore daily. And yeah, he just posts the ah, finally, a good night's sleep every night. Uh, it's a perfect Instagram account, and I yeah. love it. No, no. Sent. Thanks. Anyway, uh, yeah, great episode. Perfect, perfect work from everyone. Yeah. Uh, no notes. Yep. Yep. For sure. I definitely would never I... let Phineas set me up on a date. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. What a, what a disaster. I would never even tell Phineas that I'm a girl. <laughs> he wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, any other, any other thoughts about this? Uh, I don't have any thoughts. I do have to go meet someone to sell them a crock pot, though. So. Oh, okay. I'll have fun with that. Thank you. Um, good luck. This is it. Thanks. Okay. Well, bye, everybody. Well, bye.